0: Let's pray. Oh, God, what can we say? But thank you. Thank you for getting us through the past. Thank you for leading us through the future, and thank you for your promise. I am with you always, even to the end of the age, right now. Speak now through Holy Scripture. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. The maker of all things loves and wants me. Brennan Manning, tells the story about a priest friend of his from Detroit who decided to take a two-week vacation to the Emerald Isle, to Ireland. He was looking forward to that time with relatives in that great country. And he has an 80-year-old uncle who's going to celebrate his 80th birthday while he's there, and he can hardly wait to join him. And on that great day, early in the morning, before dawn, he The priest's nephew and his uncle get up, and they go for a walk together. They're walking along the shores of Lake Killarney. And then the sun begins to rise, and the two of them stand there transfixed for 20 minutes without speaking. And when that ball of fire is positioned above the horizon, They resume their walk. And the the priest's nephew looks down at his uncle, who has this beaming smile on his face, and he says, Uncle Seamus, you look happy. I am. How come? Because the Father of Jesus is very fond of me. The Father of Jesus is very fond of me. The Father of Jesus is very fond of me. I love that line. In fact, uh, Manning goes on. He says, let me, let, let, me, let me tell you. And he comments on that line. If the question were put to you, so he's going he's to push it to us, do you honestly believe that God likes you? So let's just pretend like the question is coming to you right now. Do you honestly believe that God likes you? He doesn't say loves you. God likes you, not loves you, because theologically he must. I mean, how would you answer? And then he he satisfies the theologians by saying, well, God loves by necessity of his nature. Without the eternal interior generation of love, he would cease to be God. Now, keep reading. But no, lay that aside. If you could answer the question, do you believe that God likes you if you could answer the father is very fond of me there would come a relaxedness there would come a serenity and a compassionate attitude toward yourself that is a reflection of God's own tenderness keep reading in Isaiah this is this wonderful line from the Old Testament Isaiah 49:15 God says does a woman forget her baby at the breast or fail to cherish the son of her womb yet even if these forget I will never forget you can you say amen to that amen mercy. That's the truth. The maker of all things loves and wants me. We've been celebrating that line for weeks now. And I thank God for the way you've been pushing the line out there through social media. Thanks to you, others are picking up on it, and I'm hearing about it. The maker of all things loves and wants me. Yo. But you know what? That sentence, if we're just going to tuck that sentence on a, on a wall plaque, on a shelf somewhere, that sentence has not fulfilled its mission. Because this truth, the maker of all things loves and wants me, has a, presupposes a follow-up question. And wouldn't you like to get to know my maker, too? It just assumes that I want to share that with you. The maker of all things loves and wants me. Now, I'm going to get a little bit schoolmarmish here, if you don't mind, and be a bit particular. Because some of you are... I I hear you quoting this line, and you say, the Creator of all things loves and wants me. No, 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 no. Don't use that word Creator. You know why? Because outside these four walls, that's a huge debate. That's a war going on. Creation versus evolution. You don't want to step into that. The word Maker is sufficient. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was with God. And by Him, all things that were made were made. He's the Maker. He's the Maker. Stick with the Maker. Of course we love the Creator. There'll be a time to talk about that. The Maker of all things loves and wants me. Now, let me be school Marmish one more time and and, and remind you that the sentence does not read this. The Maker of all things loves and wants you. The Maker of all things loves and wants us. No, 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 no. The me is intentional. You know why? Because me is a personal confession. You are telling about yourself. That's your testimony, and your testimony can never be gainsaid. Nobody can step up and say, no, no, not true. (laughs) What do you mean, not true? The Maker of all things loves and wants me. Now, if you said the Maker of all things loves and wants you, he said, you can't push that on me. I don't have to believe that. And he's right. She's right. But when you say the Maker of all things loves and wants me, I'm telling you the truth. That's what I found. Wouldn't you like to know this Maker, too? That was beautiful. Yeah. And oh boy, you gotta see this. Come on, let's put it on the screen without wasting a single minute. Jesus said, as the Father has sent me, this is our theme verse in 2021. John 2021 20, for a year 2021. As the Father has sent me... How's it go? Let's read it out loud together. As the Father has sent me, so I am sending you. It's not enough to put this on a, a piece of ceramic and, and, and hang it up in the corner. No, 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 no. The maker of all things loves and wants me has to get from you to somebody else. And I love this. Uh, open your Bible to 2 Corinthians. 2 Corinthians chapter 5. We're not gonna read it from your Bible, because here's a translation I'll bet you've not read in a long, long time. Or perhaps ever. Come on. It's the the, uh, Good News Translation, G-N-T, all right? used to be called today's English version good news translation come on let me put this up this is so this is so refreshing 2 Corinthians chapter 5 verse 18 so drop down to verse 18 and you can follow along here Christ changed us from enemies into his friends and gave us the task of making others his friends also that's all about Calvary but do you like the way it puts it Now, Christ turned us from enemies into friends, and he's given us the joy of taking other enemies and turning them into friends. Keep reading. Our message is that God was making all human beings his friends through Christ. That's the story of uh, of the cross. Keep reading. God did not keep an account of their sins, and he has given us the message which tells how he makes them his friends. Man, I love that. That is so refreshing. He's given us a message. That's why you can't just you can't settle. You can't settle for for the single sentence, the maker of all things loves and wants me. That's just not enough. He has given us a message to help others now come to come to know and to love that maker of all things that loves and wants me and you. Mm. Let's read it now one more time and just crunch it together. So we got, we got the two verses condensed onto one screen. Christ changed us from enemies into his friends, and he gave us the task of, of making others his friends also. And he has given us the message which tells how he makes them his friends. What's going on? What's critical for you you and I to realize here is that the source of this message the maker of all all things, loves and wants me." The source of this message is in the book. This is the source right here. This is... Nobody just concocted that line. That line comes straight out of here. The B-I-B-L-E. Yes, that's the book for me. I stand alone on the Word of God. The B-I-B-L-E. It's here. We have to know that you cannot separate. You cannot separate the love of God from the from the Word of God. They are inex inextricably bound together. It's the love of God that comes shining through in the Word of God. In fact, do you know what? Do you know what this this book calls itself? This is dynamite. Uh, you were in, we were in Second uh, Corinthians five. Just turn a few pages over to Ephesians chapter six. Come on, it's just a few pages. You go Second Corinthians, then Galatians, then it's Ephesians, and we'll read this in the uh, New International Version. And then I got something to show you. All right, so this is Ephesians chapter six. Here it is. Drop down to verse ten. What's that have to do with the Maker of all things loves and wants me? We got to get the word out, and here's how we're going to do it. All right. Ephesians chapter 6, verse 10. Finally, Paul's writing, and by the way, he is manacled to a Roman soldier. He can't move. He's chained when he writes this. Finally, be strong in the Lord and in His mighty power. Put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. Talking about warfare. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. This is talking about endgame stuff. This is endgame now. As I'm working these four weeks, going back over American Apocalypse, this is endgame, where the the confederacy of forces is now moving to the last showdown. Keep reading. Therefore, given the times we're living in, Put on the full armor of God so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground, and after you have done everything, to stand four times. Stand, 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 he says. And here it comes. And take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. Can you see that? See this word right here? It's sword. You know that's how to pronounce it, don't you? It's sword. You can't leave a you can't put a consonant in a word and not use it. It's sword. Now, come on, Dwight, you're serious? Yeah, it's sword. You're supposed to pronounce it that way. It's Sword. Let me show you. The sword of the Spirit is the Word of God. It's a memory device for me. I just capitalize that W in sword, and I get word. The sword of the spirit is the word of God. Now, look, I grew up in Japan, right? So, in Japan, everybody knows about those, those celebrated knights of, the, of centuries ago. They're called samurai. If you come into my office here, you see a little miniature samurai right at the front of my desk. And they were the great sword warriors. Ah! That's Japanese for gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> so so the, the Japanese actually developed this two hands. You know, in Europe, it's just... But in, in, but in Japan... <clears throat> so they have two hands on the sword. George Lucas comes along. True story. George Lucas comes along, and he says, I'm going to rewrite the, 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 the history of the universe, and I'm going put to put together something called Star Wars. And whether you're talking about prequel, Star Wars, or Sequel, and and Disney's bought it, so it's going to be Quell, 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 Quell forever. Whatever you're talking about, the sword is a big deal, but they don't call it a sword. Not George Lucas says, I don't like that word sword. I'm going to call it light saber. So I got one right here. Oh, Debbie, bless your heart. Oh, oh. Yeah. Well. I learned that from my neighbor, Jeff Smith, who hand-makes these. I'm telling you the truth. He's one of the announcers on WAUS, great voice behind the, the microphone. And uh, Jeff is an aficionado of anything Star Wars. He knows the whole story backwards and forwards. And so he, he actually crafts these by hand. Something happens to you when you put your two hands on this. and the antagonist and the protagonists in the Star Wars saga always end up. Shh. In fact, I want to tell you something. He had been waiting for this moment for 30-some years. I got you now. I have you where I need you. We meet at last, face to face. And he comes on the young Messiah. And the Messiah is depleted. He's wasted. He's worn 40 days and 40 nights fasting for the salvation of you and me. When the arch nemesis good to see you again. We've met before. In fact, I think you're that fallen rebel that got kicked out of heaven. You look emaciated like a a rebel. Hey, hey, hey. See the stone? Prove it to me. Prove to me you are who you say you are. The emaciated young man licks his cracked lips, realizes this is the first face-to-face in a long, long time. And do you know what the young man does? Shhh. It is written. It is written. It is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. Yes! Lucifer jumps back. Ah, you have one, too. Well, I can do what you do, it says in the Bible. He will give his angels charge over you, and they will keep you from falling. So I ask you, as we stand on this temple top, throw yourself over. But when he, when he does what he just did, the saber is still dark. He cheated in the quotation. The young man withdraws his saber again. It is written, "You shall not tempt the Lord your God." Gone? No, he's not gone. All right, this is it. this is moving for the kill. Watch this. The whole world in the panorama. I'm going to give you the entire planet. You don't have to do Calvary. What a waste. None of that. You can have the whole planet. I am the prince of this world. You may have the whole planet. I ask of only one thing. You bow down right here and you worship me. One last time, the young prince pulls out his lightsaber. It is written, you shall worship the Lord your God and him only. Only shall you serve. And with a mighty and a Lucifer's gone. Tell a more opportune time. Hey, guys. If Paul were writing to this generation, you know what he would say? The, The light saber of the spirit is the Word of God. The lightsaber of the Spirit is the Word of God. Wow. Amazing. So, when's the last time you did anything with a lightsaber yourself? Come on, come on, come on, come on. Or are you running through life? Are you running through life with this thing on a shelf somewhere and you got this? Because this is what Lucifer has. Well, that's the power that emanates from this. And if you're not consulting this, your lightsaber looks like this, and there is no button to turn it on. This is all you have. And when it's Lucifer without the light and you without the light, he wins every single time. You know why? No light. No power. No lightsaber. This was made to be used. And if it sits on that dormitory shelf or it sits beside your latest Internet print-off, and it just sits there, you're dead. You are dead. And Lucifer knows it. He can't turn the lightsaber on. Only one being can. And it's the being who wrote this book. The word of God is a sword of the spirit. Amen. Amen. Yeah. So what's the deal with the word? When's the last time you read it? No, come on. Come on, come on. You You may have brought one to church. Most of you didn't. You didn't bring it. You didn't even pull your phone out when we started looking at the word. I said, I don't need this. He's going to put all the words on the screen anyway. When's the last time you took this word of God and it became a sword in your hand against the enemy? It's the only way you can win. It's offensive. It's defensive. It's all we have is this book. Dietrich Bonhoeffer. Everybody loves Dietrich Bonhoeffer. Oh, he's kind of the, the, uh, the, 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 the hero celeb from World War II, Dietrich Bonhoeffer. When he was only 30 years old, by the way, not much older than you, Dietrich Bonhoeffer wrote a letter to his, to his brother-in-law, brother-in-law's name, uh, Rudiger Schleicher, on April 8, 1936. Bonhoeffer is 30 years old. He will be executed at the age of 39 by direct order of Hitler himself. A lot of people have dismissed Bonhoeffer as left to center and therefore not somebody reliable. I beg to differ. In this letter, let me put it on the screen for you. In this letter, Bonhoeffer, he's writing to his brother in law. I believe, he writes, by hand. I believe that the Bible alone is the answer to all our questions and that to receive an answer from it, we need only to ask with persistence and a little courage. One cannot read," he underlines it in the letter, one cannot read the Bible as we read other books. Only as we wait expectantly before it for the ultimate answer does it give it to us. The reason for this is simply that in the Bible, it is God who speaks to us. That's the gospel truth. That's why this lightsaber is the only weapon that works against Lucifer, because when you say it is written and you're under attack and you will be under attack tomorrow, just count on it. But when you say it is written and you follow up it is written with what is written, even if you don't get it right and you don't have to do it in the King James to use it, any language that comes out of your lips works. A garbled remembrance works because you're tapping into eternal light. It is written. It's here. It's here. And so I will ask with all my powers what God is trying to say to us through the Bible every other place outside the Bible has become too uncertain for me." End quote. Now, I want to talk to uh, this academic community because we live with a lot of books. (laughs) Oh, my, do we live with books. People even uh, read them. Some write them. I want to tell you something. You've been given a lot of books here, professionally, academically, but all the books you have been given cannot do impossible to do what this lone book can achieve. Impossible. No possible. Impossible. What are you talking about, Dwight? I'll show you what I'm talking about, the apocalyptic classic, Great Controversy, and they put the words on the screen. The effort to grasp the great truths of Revelation, read the Bible, imparts freshness to you. So when you take this book up and you endeavor to grasp it, it imparts freshness and vigor to all your faculties. It expands the mind. You want to expand your mind? You're feeling under assault and sometimes the mental health... Uh, realities being what they are, you feel feel utterly depleted. I cannot go on. My life is shot. When you come to those moments and the pandemic has brought us to those moments again and again and again, and the pandemic is not over, when you come to those moments and you want a shot of light, Like electricity to go through you. You won't feel it. You won't sense it. You won't even see it. But when you pick this book up and begin to read, the author of the book steps into your space and breathes himself into your mind. It's called mental health. At its best. And it comes here. Wow. Vigor to all your faculties, expands your mind, sharpens your perceptions, ripens your judgment. The study of the Bible will ennoble every thought, feeling, and aspiration as no other study can. Keep going. An earnest, reverent study of this book, bringing the mind of the student in direct contact with the infinite mind, would give to the world men and women, young men and young women of stronger and more active intellects as well as of nobler principle than has ever resulted from the ablest training that human philosophy affords philosophy cannot save you philosophy cannot transform you it can excite you it can tickle your mind it can probe your depths but the only way your life and mind can be changed right here Right here, the B-I-B-L-E. Yes, that's the book for me. Man, they taught this to me in nursery school. I stand alone on the Word of God, the B-I-B-L-E. Those kids are right. Never lose the mind of a child. Never lose the sweet spirit of innocence that says, I will take God's Word for what it is, a word directly to me. That's the only way the lightsaber works. Right there. Otherwise, like Lucifer, you go through your day with a dead pod on your hands. God is not dead, and He has all the light you need. You just have to connect with Him. How many weeks has it been since you've really taken time to study the Word? I'm talking to the adults here right now. How many weeks has it been since you've really read the Word of God? Huh? I'm not talking about five-minute devotional. I love those. They're inadequate. Inadequate. How much time do you spend in the Word of God? The W-O-R-D, S-W-O-R-D. How much time do you spend in the Word? You're faculty member here? You teach in this university? Good for you. How much time do you spend in the Word of God before you stand up in front of our kids? You're a preacher in this university? a chaplain in this university? Good for you. How much time do you spend every day in the W-O-R-D with an S in front of it before you go and minister across this campus? It cuts both ways, and I am just as much on the line as you are. Our only power in the lightsaber is if it's on. You've gone weeks. Don't raise your hand. It's okay. That's what life has become. The pandemic has driven us down to basics, and the devil has worked hard to make sure this basic is not a part of it. It's not too late. I got great news for you. It is not too late. You can pick this book up when you go home this afternoon, and you say, Lord Jesus, forgive me. Forgive me. I go back to the book. I don't know what to do, but I go back to the book. Oh, I'm going to give you something to do and then sit down. Come on, let's do it right now. I'm going to give you how to get back into the book. Number one, mark your Bible up, okay? Some of you might need to buy a little paperback so you can mark it up. Mark it up, color it up. Th- these two incidents happened, happened, and, and uh, both individuals are sitting right here, right now in the second service. These two incidents happened within the last four weeks. So I saw my uh, a teenager friend of mine, and she said, "Hey, hey, pastor, look at my Bible." So I took I took a look at her Bible. She has it all these colors; they're, they're all underlined. I said, "What is this?" She says, "I'm I'm studying my Bible." I said, "You go, girl. Good for you." A few two weeks later, a middle aged man came and said, "Hey, hey, pastor, I got to show you my Bible." And then I look, and they're all color. color-coded, and he has gone through, and he has noted the words that speak to his soul. Guys, this is not rocket science. You don't have to take a class for it. If you have a bag of markers and an old paperback Bible, go ahead, ruin it. Just color it and put circles around it. That book is worthless with leather covers on it and nothing written in between. It is worthless because it doesn't have your fingerprints on it. Get a Bible. Go to the bookstore. Amazon's got them paperbacks. Eight bucks. Don't get an e-letter, uh, an ebook. You can't mark them. You can't mark them. I'm just telling you. Just buy a cheap $8. Go to Walmart. They're sitting on the shelf right now waiting for you. Grab a paper Bible and begin to mark it up. Dwight, what do I mark? You just mark, whatever brings to your mind, the maker of all things loves and wants me. Because we can't have this little ditty that just hangs up in the air. We got to know that, in fact, it's right here. And the next time somebody asks me, prove it to me, I'll say, well, I'm so glad you asked. Why? Because I've been reading my Bible, that's why. So, mark it up. Number two, simple. Collect the passages. Collect the stories. Oh, I love that story of Jesus. That really drives home the maker of all things, loves, and wants me. Write it down. Scribble the story down. Nobody's going to be checking this book. It's just you and Jesus with your lightsaber in your hands. And by the way, it's on when you and Jesus are alone. This thing is pulsating, it is emanating divine, supernatural power into your mind. And then, number three. This is it. Jot down ideas that you can share why you believe the maker of all things loves and wants me. That's all you have to do. That's it. That's it. Come on, we can't go weeks anymore. I have no idea what's happening next. But as I've poured over these apocalyptic scenarios, it has kept occurring to me, and that's the only thing that has kept me going is I said, man, there's nobody going to read this. No, the Spirit says, oh, no, no, I'll determine who reads it. You just write it. Just write it for me. We'll get it out. You've got to come back here. You'll never survive without this. We once were known as a people of the book. long, long ago. Sweet memories. It's time to go back. What do you say? Oh, come on, come on, what do you say? It's time to go back, huh? Let's go back to the lightsaber, alone with Jesus, empowered for the end game just ahead. All right, let's go to the connect card pmchurch.org slash connect. If you'll do that on your device right now, you will get this Connect card, and I'm going to give you an opportunity to get something, and so we'll need your email address for it. Here are the next steps. You go to on our... I take you to our website, pmchurch.org slash connect. Box number one. I would like to read my sword of the Spirit, looking for meaningful evidences of the Maker of all things loves and wants me, keeping record of them in a little journal, a notebook, my laptop file. I just want to go through it. I want to experience this world Word again, and look at if you're in some really, it just doesn't make sense. Uh, it's okay. It's okay to move on. You're not the guy translating the Bible for the human race now. You can skip stuff. You can move to the next page. Sometimes we kill ourselves, saying, no, "I got to read everything." No, you don't have to. Just read it. The... Keep a record of it. Put a check mark there. The singers are coming out. I'm going to point us to the word in a beautiful song. Okay, here's box number, what is this? Box number two. Please send me a Bible reading plan that will guide me through God's Word in 12 months. They're all over the internet. But if you put an email address, you say, No, Dwight, you choose for me. Okay, you put, put your email address, we will send you a 12 month how to read your Bible through in 12 months. It'll bless you. <laughs> and you'll keep, you keep that journal, and you'll be looking for where is this, the maker of all things loves and wants me, and it's going to be popping up everywhere. Uh, so just make sure we have an email address. And finally, I would like to follow Jesus in baptism. Look at if this if after his baptism, he himself has the, the lightsaber, the it is written. Then I want to be baptized just like Jesus. And then I'll take up that lightsaber as he did. And he will teach me what is written. Put a check mark there. You've never been baptized before? Put a check mark there. We'll be in touch with you electronically. We just have to have your email address. We'll be in touch with you. This is a great year. Don't worry about COVID 19. However long it lasts, you got Jesus every step of the way. Oh, Father, thank you. Thank you for the gift of the lightsaber. We couldn't make it forgive us, dear God. Have mercy on us. We've gone a long time without reading your word. We start over. Start over right now. Start us any way you wish. Make some young warriors in this room, Father, in this sanctuary. Shape some not-so-young warriors who at their age become champions the sword of the Spirit and the Word of God. Raise them up, Father, for the end game, please, for the end game. Raise them up. In Jesus' name. Amen.